Welcome back to the Dirty Soapbox, where my soapbox might be dirty, but my kicks are clean. Just casting from the car. I just thought about something. Your spirit has to be free before your mind can be free. Before your body can be free, your mind has to be free. Your spirit has to be free. That means all the limitations you put on yourself, what you're doing is you're hindering your spirit. Those fears are your fears. Those limitations are your limitations, not your spirits. You gotta free your spirit up. And you gotta free your spirit up by living fearless. You gotta free your spirit up by not holding back. You gotta free your spirit up by giving your all. You gotta free your spirit up. Then your mind can be free. When your spirit is free, your mind can be free. And your mind is free because you're not limiting yourself based on what you see and based on what somebody told you and based on what you heard. There's a quote that says, believe none of what you hear and half of what you see. I don't know who said it, I don't know where it came from, but I get it. We limit ourselves. And really we limit ourselves due to a lack of faith. This is why God wants us to have faith. This is why, because in faith is freedom. In faith is freedom. You can do what you wanna do in life. You can be who you wanna be in life. Do you know people just put us in boxes you're born and they got a category already designated for you. And especially if you're black. Especially if you're black. If you're black, they got you in, as the great ghetto tragic tale that either made it or didn't made it. They got you as the athlete. They got you as the entertainer. They got you as somebody's servant service industry they already got a box for you when you are black I'm saying remove the shackles remove the chains and don't go into the box what we can do is limitless you all saw the movie limitless he popped in pills and his mind opened up his fear left he's able to tap into a greater source he got a deep part of that movie though the deep part of that movie is all he did was tap into what was already inside of him. You all understand what I'm saying? It was already inside of him. Don't be safe, be great. And everything I'm telling you all, I tell myself. I tell myself these same things. Don't be safe, be great. Don't jump inside that box. Don't let them limit, limit you. Free your spirit. Free your mind. Don't be safe. Be great. Faith without works is dead. So that means whatever you're believing in, whatever you are believing for, your actions should line up with it. And that's where we get it confused. Whatever you're believing for, your actions line up with it. So if you want to be rich, before you get the money, 
your actions need to line up with it. How you handle money, how you spend your money, how you budget your money, how you invest your money, how you save your money. All these things matter in your faith process, in your believing process. Don't limit yourself. Because to me, true freedom is to be able to do what you want to do. What you want to do. I'm not talking go out there and being crazy. I'm talking about you doing what you want to do. Toni Morrison said to her freedom was choosing what you want to be responsible for. Choosing what your responsibilities are. I got to agree with her. That's freedom. So free yourself. As a man thinketh, so is he. So if you think you're free, you will be free. There were slaves back in the day that bought their freedom. Think about that. There were slaves back in the day that bought their freedom. You know why? Because they had the audacity to believe they were free. Free your spirit up. You free your spirit up, you have all the power. They won't hold your spirit back then. Your spirit won't be held back. You'll take off. Then your mind will be free. And then once your mind is free, your body is free. And once your mind, body, and spirit is free, the universe will open up. You saw what Thanos did with those infinity stones? You saw what he did. But guess what? We have all those infinity stones inside of us. We don't need a gauntlet. We just got to be focused. We just got to have the audacity to believe. That's all. Free yourself. Free yourself from bondage. Unshackle your mind. Let your spirit loose. Be who God wanted you to be. I realize there are a lot of selfish people in the world. A lot of selfish people in the world. The other day it's rush hour and I'm trying to enter onto the freeway from street, Northside Drive, to get on 75 North. And there's a person there literally trying to bust a U-turn to exit the freeway from the entrance. Keep in mind, it's rush hour. It's like 5.35, and this person is trying to exit the freeway from the entrance. So of course I have to stop. And when I stop, the car behind me stops and so on and so forth. But the car behind me is extra irritated, extra upset. So the car behind me starts blowing the horn, just blowing the horn, blowing, blowing, blowing. Matter of fact, blowing the horn so much, they just sitting on the horn. Because you all know how people act when they think they're out of harm's way, when they think they got a buffer or a shield. Don't use me as a shield. Don't use me as a shield to protect you in your road rage. Don't use me. If I'm not blowing my horn and I'm in front of it, you can't blow your horn behind me. This person's blowing their horn and the person trying to make the U-turn on the free, on the entrance because the space is so tight is looking at me like I'm doing it. And I said to myself, if they get out of their car, 
I'm going to politely tell them, yes, I'm going to tell, that the person behind me is the one blowing their horn. I'm going to get out of my car, and I'm going to give them the ET finger, and I'm going to point to the car behind me. Now, I need y'all to think for a second. If a person is bold enough to try to bust a U-turn on a freeway entrance and exit the entrance, clearly they don't have any regard for human life. So they don't think nothing about you and I in this situation. So you're really playing with fire. You're playing with a person that literally don't care about anything. We're talking about busting a U-turn on the freeway entrance during rush hour traffic and trying to exit the entrance onto a major street the wrong way. Do you think they care about human life? Absolutely not. Do not use me as a shield during your road rage. I realize that a lot of people are selfish. They'll put you in harm's way and they'll inconvenience you and they will dare you to say something about it. I was thinking about something the other day and I thought about homophobia and homophobic and who actually came up with these terms? Like who came up with these terms? Because phobia is a fear. So who decided that homophobia was going to be the term that gay people were going to give the rest of society? I was like, that was a bold, arrogant move. Like that was a bold move in the council meeting. Like somebody stood up and said, they're afraid of us. And everybody ran with it. I'm like, afraid of y'all? Think about that. Y'all are the most sensitive group in America. Nobody can say anything about gay people. You all are the most sensitive group in America. But yet it's homophobia. I just thought it was a bold statement. I'm thinking like, how bold and arrogant? Are y'all the evil villain in the comic book? Like, why would we be afraid of gay people? Like, gay folks been around forever since the beginning of time. So why would we be afraid of gay people? I just thought it was rather bold, man. I mean, are y'all like Godzilla running through Times Square, tearing, the, tearing New York up? I mean, like, why are we afraid of gay people? It's just a crazy assumption. Are y'all like, y'all gayzilla? I mean, is it transzilla, bizilla? I mean, what are y'all, it's crazy to me, man. I know y'all gonna say I'm gay bashing, but I'm not gay bashing. I'm just asking people questions and people will either take it for what it is or people just get emotional and get offended. But at the end of the day, it's all in fun and gay people are not above getting questions about anything. I get questions about stuff all the time. Like I have a question right now. <clears throat> Just hear me out. You ever see these studs, right? You know, the studs are the, the lesbian women that are the, the, the tough ones. The, the studs are the ones that, that are like the guys in the relationship. We want to pick a gender role. They're more like traditional males in a relationship. I'm trying to understand why the studs always imitate or emulate a tough guy. 
Think about that. You never see studs emulating nerds. Studs never pick a nerd to emulate. You ever thought about that? They never pick a mathematician or a scientist, a geek. They never pick, they always pick some hardened thug, some tough guy. And I'm just like, how did every lesbian get a manual and said, pick this character? I'm like, there's no diversity in the lesbian stud world. I guess it's called Studville. I remember one time, and I found this out too. I remember one time I was at a Falcons game and there was some Saints fans in front of me and some Falcons fans <clears throat> behind me. And the Saints fans are who that, all that, who that, and then the Falcons fans are saying stuff. And so one of the girls turns around and she's the stud. She looked kind of like, uh, I don't know if y'all remember Bushwick Beal from um, Ghetto Boys, but she looked kind of like Bushwick Beal. Actually, she looked kind of like a mixture between Bushwick Beal. She was Bushwick Beal's height, but her face was more like Scarface. So she looked like a shorter Scarface. And so she had on like a wife beater. She had a little jersey on the side, but had a wife beater on and some, some jean shorts. You know, they love the big jean shorts, about size 48 in the waist. <clears throat> and had her little shoes on with no socks. But anyway, so she turned around and started, you know, jawing with the girls behind me. And the girls behind me was about a group of four white girls. And the group in front of me were all black. Um, so she turns around and starts basically cursing at the white ladies. And so the white ladies are laughing at her because they're like laughing at her because she's trying to act like she's a tough guy. And she got her friends holding her back and they're telling her, they're just like, calm down, ma'am. It's gonna be okay, ma'am. Young lady, sweetheart. It's, and she's just getting, oh, she's getting pissed off. I mean, she's getting pissed off. So she says, oh, young lady, ma'am. She says, I'll pull it out right now. I look like, oh. She said, I'll pull it out right now. Now the whole crowd is looking, everybody turns to look at her. Cause I'm looking like, I got to see it. I pulled my phone out, like I got to see her pull this out. And so the four white girls were like, pull it out. Go ahead, let's see it. Everybody's waiting. She pulled her shorts down a little bit and she reached in to grab, but then somebody from behind her crowd grabbed the arm and said, nah, don't do it. And I realized something, these studs, actually walk around with a strap on. They actually walk around with a strap on. And I'm wondering, do they go to the bathroom and try to pee with the strap on and piss down their leg? I don't know, man, but I just realized that these studs actually walk around with a strap on. But anyway, I'm just saying, I just have a lot of questions and I like to ask gay people and you know, I just, another thing like, if you're a lesbian, why do you want to use a penis to have sex? I thought the whole purpose of being a lesbian was you didn't want anything to do with a man physically, sexually, you wanted everything to do with a woman. So why do you need a fake penis? These are the questions I ask, but people get upset with me. I don't know.
So I was reading something the other day, and it was about utero transplants. And I guess they've had two successful utero transplants. So, you know, my wheels started turning. That little hamster in my head started turning in that little wheel in there. Started scratching my head and thinking, utero transplants, where are they getting uteruses from? Like, if you got a working uterus, I don't know why you would give it up. And then again, how much would they pay you to give up your uterus? I just didn't know they had a market for uterus. And the surgery is very expensive. It's like, what, $500,000? Think about that, $500,000. It's cheaper to just kidnap somebody and take the uterus than spend $500,000 for a uterus. Now you all can understand why human trafficking is so huge because organs are very expensive. But I didn't know they had a market for uteruses. <clears throat> I didn't. And now they want to start putting uteruses in men that have transitioned. And I was thinking, uteruses in men, but how will they get the baby out? Even if you have a fake vagina, it's still a fake vagina. It's not a real vagina. It's not like you put a uterus in a man, his vagina turns real. No, it's still a fake vagina. They take your penis, they slice it up, fold it up like origami into the shape of a vagina, sew it up, and then there you have it. It's a fake vagina, but you can't pass a baby through it. So that means that every guy that has a uterus will have to have a C-section. And that's if it even works. But every guy that has a uterus will have to have a C-section. So you know what a C-section is gonna do. The C-section is gonna kill your abs. So a lot of y'all gonna be walking around with that pooch sticking out. But I guess you'll be happy because you were able to give birth to a child. A lot of y'all are just bucking the system. Y'all are bucking the universe and God. Everybody's not meant to have children. That's how it works. Everybody's not meant to run fast. Everybody's not meant to be good at math. Damn, that rhymed. Everybody's not meant to do everything on this planet. There are some people that can sing, but guess what? Most people on the planet cannot. A lot of y'all are just going against divine intervention in my estimate because you're not able to have a child for a reason. There's a reason why the universe was like, you can't have a child, or you're not supposed to have a child, or you're not going to have a child. There's a reason. And we going against divine intervention. You know what I mean? Like, we literally going against what was ordained before we were born. A lot of women, a lot of y'all women getting these surgeries. Y'all getting fake hair, fake breasts, fake butts, fake stomachs, fake nails, fake eyes, fake edges, fake purses, but real problems. Come on, y'all gotta be content. Everybody can't have a, a, a banging body. Everybody can't not gonna have a nice butt. Everybody's not gonna have nice legs. Everybody's not gonna have nice breasts, pretty teeth, beautiful skin, beautiful hair. Man, do y'all know I had that folliculitis in my head twice. 
I got folliculitis twice in my head, man, and it cost me. It took my hair out. It happened to me twice. The second time it happened to me, I saw some popping up and I got frustrated and sprayed <clears throat> some magnesium on them and put my do-rag on my head and went to bed at night. Man, have y'all seen gremlins when you threw that water on their back? Man, I took that do-rag off my, off my head. Oh my goodness. All I saw was little gremlin bumps all over my head, man. And I was like, dang. I knew what that meant. Everywhere those bumps were, I was going to lose my hair, man. And that, oh, man. Y'all don't know, man, I was sick. But guess what? I had to live with it, though. I had to live with it. I had to live with that. You know, y'all going against the universe. You wasn't meant to be built like that. You wasn't meant to look like that. You weren't meant to have a baby. It's just how it goes. Nobody wants to take a loss. You can't win at everything. Life is about winning and losing. You can't win all the time. You can't win everything. You can't have it all. You can't have it all. You got to give something up to get something. The universe is about give and take. The universe is about give and take. And guess what? That's generous. Universe is like, if you give, I'll give back. That's, gen that's God. That's godly. That's generous. But we can't have it all. You can't have the body, the uterus, the hair. The, you can't have it all. Come on, y'all. So Jay-Z is about to cash this check from the NFL. And I realized something about, about black people. Black people want to stunt. Black people want to stunt. Everybody is quoting that verse he said where he says, I don't need the NFL, y'all need me. Like every black people just want to stunt. <clears throat> we don't care about statistics. We don't care about the numbers. We don't care about what's really, we just want to stunt. Y'all applauding Jay-Z because you feel like he's stunting. And you know good and well, all Jay-Z is doing is cashing the check. Y'all know the NFL does not care about any issues concerning black people. What has the NFL done to indicate they care about social reform? For black people, honestly. Absolutely nothing. So to think, or to, excuse me, I just burped, excuse me, goodness. So to think, or to want to make me believe that the NFL cared about black people so much, they hired Jay-Z? <laughs> Come on, y'all. Are, are y'all, I just don't believe we're actually falling for this. And don't get me wrong, I'm not hating on Jay-Z getting his money, you know, Get your money, cash a check, do all you want to do, but let's not just say it's for social reform. Let's just say it's just a check from the NFL. Like people will be content with Jay-Z just saying it's a check from the NFL. All this trying to save face and cash the check, you can't save face and cash the check. Y'all remember and set it off 
when when old girl Jada Pika's character, um, what was her name? Was it Sunny? Was it Sunny or Ronnie or Tony Spoony? When <clears throat> Spoony, when Spoony had to sleep with a used car salesman, <laughs> she had to get that old beat man. <laughs> She had to get that retired from the military, retired from the post office beat. Man, she got that old school drilling, that missionary on top sweating, drilling for that boy's tuition money to go to UCLA. And then old boy told her, I don't want to go to school. Boy, she slapped him so hard with that money. She's like, do you know what I did to get this money? You did what you shouldn't have did. You did what you shouldn't have did. You can't save face and cash the check. You can't sleep with the used car salesman and then think you finna hold your head up high in society and everything gonna work out. That's not how it works. You can't cash the check and save face. And a lot of people try to get this money but try to save face with us. Little do they know, most of these folks out here could care less. They don't care about people selling their soul for money. These people don't care. Black people care about stunting. Black people care about looking good and stunting. That's it. They don't care about how you get your money, as long as you can flex with your money. I remember when Floyd Mayweather said he was still going to shop with Gucci. Y'all didn't get mad. Black folks didn't get, get mad because Floyd Mayweather said he's about to go stunt. See, we love stunting. <clears throat> Black folks love stunting. We love somebody putting on the show. We love pulling that money out. We love stunt, stunting and walking. We love living out these rap songs. We love it. We love it. We love City Girls. We love all that. We love it. The problem is we love stunting more than progress. Black folks love stunting more than freedom. Black folks rather cash that check than actually be free. Black folks rather look the part. They actually want to look the part rather than actually being the part because they know being the part is going to require too much work. So they rather just look the part. So y'all are praising Jay-Z because of that verse in that song. Y'all know good and well Jay-Z is not about this human rights, police brutality, black people not being killed by the police movement. Jay-Z is about cashing that check. Jay-Z is about buying his artwork. Jay-Z is about, Jay-Z is about being on a yacht. Jay-Z is about being married to the hottest chick in the game. Jay-Z is about his bread. He about his bread, man. He about his money. So, I don't care about him getting this check, but just don't insult my intelligence by saying this about social reform, saying this about the, the advancement of black people in this oppressive, racist system in America. Just say Jay-Z got to the bag and keep it moving. I'd rather y'all give him the same pass you all give the city girls and these other chicks out here getting their money. Give him the same pass. Jay-Z getting his bag, let it be that. But don't say it's the same or the next phase 
of Kaepernick kneeling. That's all. Everybody is up in arms about the 70,000 black women and black girls and black young women missing. And it's tragic, it's sad. But I remember three years ago, New York Times did an article on the 1.5 million black men missing and nobody cared. Think about that. That's a cold read. That's a cold, cold, cold read. 1.5 million black men missing and nobody cares. 70,000 black women are missing and everybody's up in arms. Boy, that's cold. That's cold. Think about that. 1.5 million missing of anything is a lot. $1.5 million missing is a problem. I don't care how much money you have. $1.5 million missing that's not accounted for is a problem. You're going to want to know where the money is. Now that you can't afford losing it, you want to know where it went, though. So 1.5 million missing of anything is a serious problem. 1.5 million puppies missing in the United States, and white people would shut it down. Trump thinks he got some problems now. Let 1.5 million puppies come up missing. Them white people will burn the White House down. They will impeach Trump themselves. They will line up outside of the White House with pitchforks and stakes and signs and everything wanting to know where that 1.5 million puppies went. Or where those 1.5 million puppies went. Let 1.5 million income tax checks come up missing. Man, black folks will burn America down. 1.5 million income tax checks missing with no explanation? Boy, black folks, you want to see a revolution? Withhold them income tax checks and don't say nothing, see what happens. Boy, black folks will burn this thing to the ground. Take us a game. 1.5 million of anything, of anything missing is a problem. 1.5 million black men missing and nobody cares? But guess what I know? I know white people. And there's no way 1.5 million of anything is missing and white folks don't know where it is. 1.5 million gorillas missing, white people know where they are. 1.5 million cars missing, white people know where they are. 1.5 black men missing, White people not only know where they are, but if I know white people, they got them 1.5 million black people working somewhere. I guarantee they work. I guarantee them 1.5 million black men are working somewhere, probably out of space. There's probably a plantation out of space. They got us up there collecting cosmic dust just as long as we working, man, for real. They got us cleaning off meteorites. They got us up there working. They said, you better have the rings of Saturn clean or else. They got the 1.5 million black men up and out of space 
on a plantation somewhere up there building spaceships and, and space stations and everything else up and out of space. There's no way 1.5 million black men are missing and white people don't know where they are. And before I go, let me say this. I don't think Jay-Z is cashing a check from the NFL for social reform. Because they said it was for social reform and entertainment. I think he's cashing a check from the NFL to get in good in hopes of owning a team or having part ownership in a team. This is for Jay-Z's career after music. This is after his entertainment career. He wants to be a quote-unquote business mogul. And he just might be that right now, but he wants to be a billionaire. So clearly, if, if he wants to be, a, excuse me, I'm burping again, goodness. Clearly, if he wants to be a billionaire, he has to get in good with the people that have the billions. In other words, he has to play ball with the people that own all the balls. So I don't think it's about social reform at all. I think it's about his career after music. But my thing is this, then just say that though. I don't think people have a problem with you wanting to be owner or part owner of a team. Just know, like I know that, and he already knows this, I hope you all should know this, that when you play their game, you're playing by their rules and they can change their rules at any time they feel like it. Just know that we're playing by their rules and they can change the rules anytime they feel like it. That's why it's a blessing. That's why God will bless the child that has his or her own. I remember when Jordan, they convinced Michael Jordan to come out of retirement to play for the Wizards. Jordan had been retired for three years. They convinced Michael Jordan to come out of retirement to play for the Wizards, and they promised him 20% of the team. Now, many of you all know about ownership. I'm telling you right now, 20% of a team is huge. It's huge. That leaves 80% of the team left for multiple people to own. 20% is huge. And they were going to give Michael Jordan 20% for playing two years with the Wizards. Because you got to think, he's going to generate so much revenue for the Wizards during those two seasons. It was a good deal for everybody involved. A great deal for Michael Jordan. But as soon as he got done with those two years, what'd they tell him? They told him no. So Jordan had to wait, and he ended up buying the Bobcats from Bob Johnson. But guess what, Jordan? You can own the team, but you're not going to win. You can own the team, but you'll never be successful. You can own the team as the worst GM. We don't have a problem with that. And then guess what happens? The team is doing so bad that you have to what? You have to sell the team. And when you sell the team to someone else, now the team is back successful again. Like I said, you can play that game, but they make the rules. And the rules are subject, subject to change at any time. That's why God blesses a child that has his own. That's why it was a blessing <clears throat> for us to be self-sufficient 
as black people in this country. It was a blessing for us to be segregated from white people. It was a blessing. We didn't know what we had. We put value into our community. We put value into our community. We supported our businesses 100%. We supported our community 100% because guess what? It was all we had. We supported our community 100%. Integration took our resources out and left our communities is what you see today. Like Baghdad, like Baghdad, bombed out and depleted. That was just a little side note. But I want to thank you all for tuning in to the Dirty Soapbox. I really enjoy doing this podcast and I really thank you all for all the support and love that you all continue to show me and give me. I don't have that many listeners, but hopefully one day that will change soon, like this podcast. But again, I want to thank you all for tuning in to the Dirty Soapbox. I love you all. And remember, my soapbox might be dirty, but my kicks are clean. <laughs>